Sam Farnsworth from KSL TV, KSL Sports, and also Sports Beat. Sam, what is up? How are you, sir? Good. It's good to hear you, Nate. Hey, so, Sam, first things first, let's get a little bit of the background of how you and I know each other. I told Lundy, Alex, uh, my co-host here, that <laughs> you and I have known each other for many, many years. Do you want to help uh, yeah. fill him in on this? Yeah, so uh, we grew up in, uh, you know, obviously most people are familiar with the term ward, so we were in the same ward growing up. Uh, Nate's dad is one of my all-time favorite guys. Uh, he, he was one of my youth leaders growing up, and I really looked up to him when I was in, in that 13, 14-year-old range, 14, 15, that ballpark is, is when I really got to know him, and I really looked up to him. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, and Nate was just a little guy back then. He was just, just a little primary kid, you know, dinking around uh, the church house, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool how it's all come full circle. So, yeah, so that's actually exactly what it is. Yeah, so having a good time with that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, obviously, about the upcoming Olympics. You guys at KSL are going to be covering it from top to bottom, being the NBC affiliate here. Can you kind of fill us in on what the plans are? So, I mean, it's you're going to see a lot less of me when the Olympics begins. Not that anyone cares that much, but... <laughs> We're, our our news time is going to go down quite a bit, you know, because the Olympic coverage, NBC and their plans, uh, you know, year in, year out when they cover the Olympics, uh, they they invest quite a bit into their, their Olympic coverage. And as a result, it preempts just about anything else that's on the airwaves at KSL. You know, we'll still have some news spots. But, um, you know, for the most part, opening ceremonies begins on the 23rd of July. And, and I think from a viewer perspective, people who are at home who are used to sitting down and watching the Olympics, it's going to be a very familiar setting to what we're normally used to uh, with the Olympics. Obviously, at the Olympics, as we know now, it's going to be quite different with no fans allowed. Um, but from all, all accounts that, that we've been receiving, it still sounds like the Olympics are, are you know, full steam ahead as far as the competitions go. Awesome. Sam, with the uh, Olympics coming up as well, like, you know, how does that affect the normal broadcast kind of things that you do at this time, you know, with college football leading in as well? Does that kind of interrupt things? Does it help complement it? Does it, you know, how, do, how does that affect what you guys are doing? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it does a little bit of both. I, I think it, it definitely interrupts a lot of, because we normally have our sports beat shows on Saturdays uh, and Sundays, which, you know, Saturdays it's a full 30-minute sports program. On Sundays it's a 45-minute sports program. And we will not have those at all during the three weeks of the Olympics because it'll be all Olympic coverage. But at the same time, um, yeah, I think it does kind of help complement a, a little bit because it gets, it, you know, in, in the long run from a KSL perspective, you know, more eyeballs are watching our channel and they might see a few more of our promotions and things like that. And by the time the Olympics begin, we're starting to dive almost 100% into football by then, which is perfect. You know, uh, college football just a couple weeks after that, high school football even before then uh, with our uh, Friday night high school and Saturday high school shows that we do. So I think it, it will help uh, maybe bring a little bit of awareness. So, it, you know, it's yet, yet to be seen what we'd have to wait to see what ratings say. But, uh, you know, it does a little bit of both. It definitely will interrupt our regular routine. But hopefully in the end, it, it builds momentum for us as we go into football. There's been a lot going on with just kind of Olympics and uh, both spectators, uh, 
athletes getting to the Olympic Games. I saw that I think it was Fiji. Uh, they were flying in on a on a plane that actually is delivering meat to uh, Japan of all <laughs> things. Like, and the logistics of it are absolutely insane. It's just kind of what's going on. Is KSL planning on sending any of the reporters, from whether it's on the news side, the sports side, over to Tokyo? Yes, uh, and we have three going. We have Shara Park, who's uh, the morning news anchor, Alex Cabrero, he's one of our news reporters, and then Jeremiah Jensen, okay. uh, you know, one of our sports anchors for Sportsbeat, he's also going. So th- those three, along with a couple of photographers, are going. And KSL, NBC stations, because, uh, because NBC you know, purchases the rights to Olympic coverage for many, many hundreds of millions of dollars, um, uh, then the NBC affiliates uh, get that access that a lot of other stations don't get. And as a result, I think a lot of NBC affiliates will tend to invest by sending, you know, their, their faces, their reporters out there to be seen and to report from the games. But not only that, Salt Lake City, you know, with the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympic Games that were here in 2002, Salt Lake City has become and is a very strong Olympic market. It's got one of the strong, in fact, it has the strongest uh, the, the highest-rated market for Olympic coverage in the nation, and so uh, us sending our, our our reporters and uh, you know having a presence in Tokyo is is important for us as well because it it certainly um, you know adds to to that dynamic. So, uh, so with the Olympics this year, you know it's kind of as we all know it's it's due to a weird year last year. It's the delayed a little bit um so these summer olympics are actually like what six months away from the winter olympics that are coming up uh right does that kind of are, are you planning on doing the same kinds of things when the, the winter olympics go to beijing uh later you know early next year are you sending reporters there does it also kind of like affect your normal broadcast schedule as well with that coming so close on the heels of the summer olympics right yeah, and yeah, so we, we're already making a lot of Beijing plans here at KSL as well because because it's so close, you know, and and so soon after it's it's this is a big year for NBC stations because we've got the Summer Games uh, going on now uh, in February. We'll also have the Super Bowl on NBC uh, at the same time as right right before the Olympic Games or right about the same time as the Olympic Games are going on. Uh, in Beijing, the Winter Olympics on NBC. So, yeah, we're already putting plans into effect. I don't know how much I'm supposed to reveal about what our just strategy is all. for Beijing yet. Yeah, but, just spill but it all I, right I, now. I, hey, I, I have no problem saying this part, is that the plan is for me to go to Beijing ah, as, okay. as a part of that team. So I'm pretty excited about that, and, and I think it's going to be a great opportunity, not only for me, but it's going to be awesome for KSL again to, to have that continued Olympic presence that they've established over the past several years. That's the fun part about it is just the the Olympics, their eyeballs literally from all over the globe. And I, you mentioned the fact that Salt Lake City is just a strong market here because of, we've had the Winter Olympics here. And I think there's a very uh, internationally focused uh, fan base mm-hmm. here because of LDS missions, people moving in from out of state. The people pay attention to what's going on. And I think that's the fun part about it is. Uh, and I also, Sam, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on here, of course, l- closer to home. Uh, the jazz season in the rearview mirror here. I know you were engrossed in it as much as anybody w- over there at KSL and KSL Sports. What were some of your takeaways from the season overall for the jazz? Well, I mean, things were going great for quite a while there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
you know, they, they end up getting that number one seed, uh, in which is something they hadn't done uh, previously, the number one seed in the NBA. And going into the playoffs, injuries just got in the way. And, and I think I, along with every other Jazz fan or, or reporter out there, feels the same way. You, you have that, that big what if going on in the back of your head, especially as you've seen these playoffs uh, unfold and you see the Suns and Bucks in the finals. I don't think there's many uh, basketball analysts or fans out there that that would believe the the Suns or Bucks could beat a fully healthy Jazz team. You know, I think a, I think a fully healthy Jazz team would have a very good chance at winning this year's NBA Finals with you know hindsight 2020 and all how we've seen it unfold. But yeah, certainly. Uh, that's just that. That was the problem. That's what got in the way. I, I think that series against Memphis, that first round series against Memphis, was a great picture of what this Utah Jazz team could have been moving forward throughout the playoffs. Had Donovan not retweaked the ankle, had Mike not uh, retweaked his hamstring, um, I think that was a good picture of what we would have seen moving forward throughout the playoffs. And it's unfortunate we didn't get to see it unfold and see what could have happened. So you just have to keep fingers crossed that they can stay healthy and, and you know, run it back next year. Kind of piggybacking off of that answer a little bit, what do you think are some of the main storylines going into this offseason for the Utah Jazz? Well, number one is, is clearly going to be Mike Conley. Are they going to re-sign him? Does he stay? Does he go? He's going to have options. There's no doubt there's going to be multiple teams out there that, um, that will want him. The, the problem for the Jazz is, if they can't convince Mike Conley to stick around with those bird rights that allow them to go over the cap to keep him, then they're kind of, they're bound, you know, with how much money is already being spent on the rest of the roster. They don't really have many other options out there. So the jazz, it's Mike Conley or bust kind of an off season, but I think Mike Conley, I, I really do believe that Mike Conley and the jazz both know that they're better together, you know? So uh, a lot of it's just going to depend on, uh, how much Mike wants to be here, if he wants a bigger payday somewhere else, uh, you know, if he wants to, I don't know, go somewhere closer to home, I, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that may be. So, uh, but ultimately I think both sides understand that when healthy, they know what they can do together and what they can be together. It's just a matter of a few, you know, dollars and cents working out the right, the right contract. And hopefully it gets worked out for the Jazz. I think we're all in agreement on that one there. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about college football this upcoming fall, obviously. The hope is that we have a a full slate of games, 12 games for all the local teams, all that stuff goes down. What are kind of some of your thoughts as you look about, we're about a month away from fall camps opening here. What are your expectations for the Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? I think we're going to be surprised um, a, a little bit. And, and what I mean by that, as far as Utah and BYU goes, um, I think I think Utah fans and BYU fans might have pleasant surprises. I, I really think both teams are going to be solid teams this year. I think Utah is going to be, you know, even though they had a lot of turnaround from years ago, they only had a handful of games last year. Looks like we may have lost Sam there, middle of his answer. I actually do want to hear what he he's yeah. surprised. What are we surprised about, Sam? That's, that's you know, that's quite the uh, accidental tease there. It's all <laughs> right. Know, just getting well, us uh, the joys of live radio, man. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah. Trust me. The, the, the funny thing is, this happens on DJ and PK's show 
all the time. Like, <laughs> like more than I care to admit and expect. It happens all the time. So it just. But I'm excited. Mm. We'll have Sam back here hopefully in just a moment. Oh, okay. Got him back. So, Sam, you were in the middle. You said we're going to be surprised <laughs> by these local teams, and then it cut out. So, fire away. Uh, okay, well, uh, yeah, so what I was getting at is I, I think I think Ute fans and Cougar fans will be happy, I guess. Uh, I, my, my take is that I think both teams will exceed expectations. I think the Utes will be a strong contender for the Pac-12 South Division. Um, it seems like no matter what year in and year out, this is just how good of a coach I think Coach Witt is, his, his ability to uh, develop talent within the team and recruit, you know, turn three-star guys into four- and five-star talents, and, and nowadays the ability for them to recruit four-star guys across the country. Um, they've just shown year in and year out that they're going to be a pretty darn competitive team just about every season. I expect that from the Utes for sure. BYU, uh, on the other hand, you know, of course we all know about the talent that they've lost primarily at quarterback. But you look at that offense – you look at all of the playmakers that they have at wide receiver, especially with the addition of the Nakua brothers. You still have Romney there. Uh, you've got Isaac Rex at tight end. You've got Algier and Katoa in the backfield. You still have solid offensive linemen. It almost feels like no matter who's going to be plugged in to replace Zach, it is set up for that offense to succeed. So I think, um, you know, obviously the schedule is going to be much more challenging than last year. So we'll find out just how good they are really quick. But at the same time, I, I believe that BYU – is still uh, got a strong chance at a good eight, eight, nine win season. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it. Of course, we'll be watching your guys' coverage of the Olympics. It's something I enjoy watching. And I do like, and by the way, I was going to ask you, I forgot to ask you this earlier. In terms of live coverage versus tape delay stuff, obviously, Tokyo, opposite side of the world, how are they handling that on the NBC side of things? Well, they still got to fit it into you know, uh, American prime time yeah. and, and, you know, so the, uh, a lot of it will still be not live, you know? Okay. Um, uh, and, and in the world we live in today, obviously you're still going to be able to find results however you want to yeah, sure. at, at the moment of the results, whether it's on the web or, or whatever, but we know that people still want to see it, whether they already know the results or not. We know people still want to see it. And there's a lot of people that just like with your favorite, the uh, you know, show that you like to binge watch. You, you try to avoid social media if you don't want spoilers. So, um, and 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 with the other networks, you know, NBC Sports and the other networks that that they use for the Olympics, there will be some live coverage as well. So there's there'll be a mix of the two. Don't you love the digital age where you can have multiple channels and put some of it live? And obviously, like you said, tape delay a bunch of it for NBC and all that fun stuff. Well, Sam, thanks for checking in with us. We'll look forward to doing it again soon. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, mate.